Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, The Ghost. He's right behind us. Keep running. I've had it with this. He's just a man. No, he ain't. Keep running. Ah, he ain't being treated like this no more. Use this bait. Not me. I'm the man who killed the Red Panda. No. No, it ain't possible. I told you. I told you. Run. Red Panda to Flying Squirrel. Come in, Squirrel. Hello, Bright Eyes. Bright eyes. I like that. Mine are doubling back along the rooftops. I thought I'd see where they were going. Did you get yours? Not exactly. I'm working on it. You don't sound like you're working very hard. They're running up the fire escape of the McCarthy building. I've got a hypnotic projection chasing them while I stroll up the wall. And you're strolling because... Because I don't want to pass them. They're going round and round and covering four times the ground. Also, they keep falling down. A lot. Wait, did you say the McCarthy building? Yes, the big ugly gray thing on King near Spadina. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. In fact, I'd be prepared to swear that's the rooftop my pigeons are headed for right now. Well, that's a bit much to be a coincidence. Isn't it just, though? One of mine did just say something about not wanting to be used as bait. That's unsettled. You know what's sad about this? Now that is a fairly long list. What's sad about this is that if we hadn't decided to spot these clowns a lead so we could find out who they're working for, we'd have had them half an hour ago and would have never got anywhere near their trap. I don't imagine it's much of a trap. Perhaps they might shoot some guns at us. Oh, dear me. I'm all a quiver. Do tell. Down, boy. Mutton Jack duck for cover on the roof of the McCarthy. How close are yours? They're over the top now. I'm a few seconds away. I'm coming in from the east. Want to count it in or just... Whoa! What is it? Nothing. Just a crazy updraft or something. Nearly knocked me right off my gliders. An updraft? Or something. It was... That doesn't matter. I'm just building altitude again. See you in three, two, one... Hello, handsome. Fresh. Where have our idiots gone? Be careful. I think I've found their cunning death trap. (laughs) A machine gun? (laughs) Yeah, nobody's ever tried that before. Still, military grade. Ammunition belts over here. Army surplus. Stolen, more like. Do they not have sarcasm on your planet, Porkchop? 
I like bright eyes better. I'll take it under advisement. Still, it begs the question, who was meant to be shooting this gun at us just now? I think the answer might be over here. Why, what did you... Oh. Yeah. Your guys, my guys, and four more. All trussed up like Christmas turkeys. And no way off this roof that one of us wouldn't have seen. Oh, good times. Harry Kelly! In my office! Where is that kid? You wanted to see me, Chief? Oh, har har. You've been waiting to use that line, haven't you, small fry? Yes, ma'am. Well, save your chiefs. Editor Pearlie will be back in the saddle any day now, and I can go back to being associate editor. Instead of acting editor? Yes. Is there really that much of a difference? Yes. Since I've been acting editor, I understand why Mr. Pearlie yells so much. Also, why his idea of taking a vacation after VJ Day was to have that heart attack he's been nibbling around the edges of since forever. I'm not sure that was our fault. I've never seen him eat anything without smoked meat on it. And I guess you got used to health food in the army, huh, String Bean? Mrs. Baxter, at any point are you planning on noticing that I'm a foot taller than you and have filled out just a touch since I've been away? And are you also the acting editor of the Daily Chronicle? No. And who is? You are. So what's your point, Tiny? Okay, I get it. Any progress on that feature that Mr. Pearlie wanted? What feature is that? <laughs> what feature is that, he says, as if he gets invited to write them every day. <laughs> the feature article on your war experiences. You ditched your job as a cub reporter and enlisted at 17. Now you're back. Mr. Pearlie has a nose for news. And Mr. Pearlie asked you for the story. You have yet to come through. Gosh, Mrs. Baxter, it's it's just... This I... is a break, Harry. I made sure there was a desk for you when all of the Johnnies came marching home, but it's a crowded newsroom. This is a chance to stand out. Get better assignments. There's a million guys out there with stories to tell, Mrs. Baxter. Almost all of them did more than I did. That's not what your record says. Well, records don't always... Look, you always told me that we aren't the story. We report the news. We don't make it. I'll be darned. I didn't ever think you were listening. I'd rather not be the story. When Tim gets back, he's gonna keep asking. And then he'll stop. Sooner or later, it won't be news anymore. <sighs> Boy, isn't that right. The largest conflict in human history is already more history than news. Nobody even remembers the Depression. What's next? You tell me, Chief. <sighs> All right, Mr. Kelly. I have a new assignment for you. Oh, boy. The crime beat? No, not the crime beat. Aww. What do you want the crime beat so bad for? That's a lousy assignment. If it's so lousy, why can't I have it? Because you want it. And that which is desired, however stupid, must be earned. Close the door. With me on which side of it? This side? Roger that. This assignment is a little vague and a whole lot boring. Oh, good. Everything I got into journalism for. It's a research assignment. Excellent. A, a chance to stand out in a crowded newsroom? You are trying my patience. Do you know that? Yes, ma'am. It also comes our way courtesy of our friends. I don't think I understand. That is because you are an unusually thick-headed boy. I'll just tell this to the hat rack. Oh, you mean... Our masked friends? Yes. I don't... I didn't even know if they knew I was back. I like to assume that they know everything. It speeds up the work. And even if they didn't know, I do know everything, and I tell them things. I didn't know you still... I didn't know if that was still a thing. It is a thing. 
Are you more interested in your boring research job now? I guess I am. He guesses he is. Excellent news. There's a ghost in town, and I need you to track him down. A ghost? Moves like the wind might be the wind. Rustles up bad guys and does it so fast that they don't even see him. And then... He disappears again. He does, does he? Or she. Could be a she. Make no assumption, Mr. Kelly. It's all in the file. So what am I doing, exactly? You are turning police records for the last four months upside down, looking for any evidence of this ghost. You are talking to contacts on the force. I don't have any contacts on the force. Well, you'll probably need some if you want to work the crime beat. So get started. Mrs. Baxter, I'm not sure that I'm the right guy for this job. Harry. You keep telling people that you aren't the man for this job, you won't have one. You want to be a newsman? Go find the news. And remember, the guy who's waiting has even less patience than Editor Pearlie. Charles Pugsley. Who's that? Who's there? Perhaps it's just your conscience talking, Charles Pugsley. <laughs> I got two problems with that. First of all, I ain't got one, and I never did. And if you've made it this far, you ought to know that. I have gathered as much. What is the second problem? If I had a conscience, it would know that nobody calls me Charles. It's Charlie. Or Sergeant, if you like. That, that kind of thing. I mostly don't. You don't seem frightened, Charlie. You kidding? <laughs> After the things I've seen... I wish you'd come out of the shadows, though. Maybe have a drink with me? I got some primo stuff here. I'm sure you always did, didn't you, Pugsley? That's right. You need anything, you come to Sergeant Pugsley. <laughs> That's how it was. I'm good with faces, but not really keen on voices. Did we ever do business back in the day? I don't believe that we did. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I had lots of customers that had a, a spooky edge to them. Or does that to some folks. Though you'd think you could drop the act now. Come on, let's be civilized about this, huh? We're not animals. Why don't you come out here and have a snort? We'll talk business. As you wish. What is this, a stick-up? <laughs> Brother, you got the wrong idea. I am not robbing you, Charles Pugsley. I am the Red Panda. <laughs> Pull the other one. There ain't no Red Panda. That's just a... just a story. What a strange thing to be certain of, Pugsley. I assure you that I am quite real and always have been. Can it be that you never walked the wrong side of the law before you went away to war? I've never been in any trouble. I got no record. You can check. I can and I did. It made you difficult to trace, Charles Pugsley, but not impossible. You were a small-town boy when you enlisted all those years ago. But where other men saw honor and duty, you saw opportunity. I was in supply, mister. You know, supply. Like in supply and demand. There was a whole lot of demand and not a whole lot of the other thing. Why should everything go to the brass in the rear? These were the small and simple lies you told to justify what you did. Your customers, the ones with the spooky edge to them... Did they deserve what you stole and sold more than others? Hey, it wasn't like that. Lots of regular guys. They came by lots of little comforts through me. 
Lots of stuff you just couldn't get. Unless you could pay. Sure, that's how the world works, ain't it? (laughs) Or are you some kind of communist? You looted scarce supplies for your own benefit and sold them to the highest bidder. Well, there wasn't usually a whole lot of bidding, but you get the... Hey, hey, hey! Don't get excited! You might have never had to answer for your crimes, Charles Pugsley. But when the war ended, you didn't get out of the business. And do what? This was the only thing I was ever any good at. (laughs) You got any idea how much gear the army is sitting on? Enough to equip an awful lot of guys they don't have around no more. And you still have contacts, connections, and warehouses full of purloined materials, don't you, Sergeant? All I want is a little opportunity. That's what we're fighting for, wasn't it? Do a lot of fighting, did you, Pugsley? That ain't my fault. The army made me what they made me. They made other men, too, didn't they? Men who have no idea what to do with themselves now that peace has finally been restored. I don't know nothing about that. The city has been plagued by these crime commandos, and you have been supplying them. Crime commandos? (laughs) You got a cute little name for everything, don't you? You've sold them equipment, weapons. You even sold some of them a machine gun. Sold the ammo? The Browning is rented, and I want it back. You're very confident, Pugsley. I do so dislike that. Everybody's got their price, mass man. I'm just waiting to hear yours. My price is a name. The toughs who sold you out knew yours. Even they didn't know who they were working for. They called him the Colonel. (laughs) You're crazy! I won't sell out the Colonel. He's crazy. If it's any consolation, Pugsley, you won't be selling anything. I'll just take what I need and be on my way. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. Gee, Detective Parker, I really appreciate your help with this. No problem, kid. I'm just glad to see you still in one piece. You take that letter to the sergeant, and he'll pull the records that you need. And, uh, technically, it's, uh, it's Inspector these days. Inspector? Gee, sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, well, I think that riding a desk is Chief O'Malley's way of punishing me for deserting him and enlisting. Well, I bet that's not true. Anyway, I, I just mention it because... Uh, I'm still not used to it either. Uh, But when you're not here on business, you go ahead and call me Andy. Oh, I couldn't do that either. Harry, it makes me feel ancient to say it, but I can't treat you like a kid anymore. You're all grown up. Well, it's nice to hear somebody thinks so. Come on, look at the size of you. I wish that old Spiro could see you now. He'd have you in the ring so fast your head would spin. In fact, stay out of Tank Brody's way. He took over Spiro's old gym when he got out. Tank Brody did? But how did... He had a little help with the down payment. Help? From him? Him who? You know who. Oh. Oh, no. Not like that. It was another fellow. A guy we served with. He's been finding soft landing spots for a lot of our old crew. Made Mac Tully the head of security for his company. Ace is working for him, too. You'll probably run into him. Ace? Why? Because the guy he works for owns the Chronicle, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. And that includes you. I guess it does. What's wrong, kid? I'm glad to see you settled into a good job. 
Your mom must be proud. She is, sir, but... But what? You ever think we were meant for something more than this? I mean, you and me and Mac and, and Tank and Ace and, and a whole lot of other guys. I mean... I know what you mean. It must be hard for you. You practically grew up in a secret network of action agents. <laughs> Your childhood was like a bad pulp novel. Or the best one ever. The other fellas and I, we got most of the danger and daring do out of our system courtesy of Nazi Germany. But, uh... You didn't quite see as much action as you're supposed to have, did you? How did you... Relax. I found out when I did some checking on you, at your boss's request. I knew that you hadn't been any of the places you were supposed to have been, because I would have seen you. Don't worry. I spent enough time around the army to know what a faked record means. It means you were doing something that nobody's supposed to know about. I can't... I wasn't... Don't worry, Harry. I don't need to know. But all of that has left you with a big hole in your life. And a lot of guys are having trouble adjusting. Don't you be one of them. You need anything? You let me know. I will, sir. Andy. Andy. We'll get the boys together and go for a beer. They'd be crazy glad to see you. That'd be real nice. I should go, before O'Malley sees me being nice to a reporter. Andy, do you ever see them? Them? Yeah. Sometimes. Would you tell them I said hello? I think maybe they forgot about me. I bet you this shiny badge that you're wrong. But if I see him, I will. Take care, kid. Lieutenant, it's the Colonel. Yes? You've reviewed the mission plan. Yes. I'm certain the alarms will be taken care of. I have another team on it, and creating a distraction for the police. That information is on a need-to-know basis, Lieutenant. You just worry about the target. You should have ample time. I want that vault as clean as you can make it. Very good. Rendezvous at Abel Charlie by 1600 for extraction. Good hunting. Good hunting, he says. I like that. It's very official. Very manly. Do you think so? Almost like a real soldier. Almost. Ah, the masked heroes. Very nice. I was beginning to wonder if you would ever show your faces. He's very calm about this. Yes. I still get nothing on infrared. The room is quite clean, isn't it? Otherwise, you would never have descended into my command center. At least, not together. Command center? A desk in the middle of a warehouse full of evidence? Full of profit. It's only evidence in a court of law, which I will never see. You've got quite a covert operation here. Even your men in the field don't know who you are. Of course they do. I am the colonel, their commanding officer. You are Bruce Lang, career criminal, and you never served a day. <laughs> do you think it would matter to them now? The colonel routine is good for recruiting... These men are used to taking orders. But do you think they'd stop now if they knew? They're not fools. They know they aren't in the army anymore. They also know that Toronto is full of young men just like them who are suddenly unable to practice their vocation. Newsflash, Lang. Prosperity's back. There are jobs for these boys, good ones. And after what they've been through, they deserve them. What they've been through? 
They've only been through the most perfect training program for crime ever devised by mortal man. They're brilliant. Decisive, fearless, totally subordinate. You have no idea how many years I've waited for a gang like this. And now it is over. Do you really think so? My crime commandos have looted this city blind, and this is the closest you've been able to get. You don't think it's close enough, Brucey? I think that you believe that it is. I must know, who was it that gave me up? Professional courtesy. Oh, very charming. Let's see if I can work it out. You've been harassing my teams for weeks. One of my units in the field took it upon themselves to set up a little ambush for you. Careless. Arrogant, really. You have to forgive them. They're accustomed to overthrowing tyrants. They assume that you'd be a pushover. I'm gonna smack this punk till he cries like a girl. You captured them, of course. They knew nothing and wouldn't have talked if they did. Name, rank, and serial number. I can be very persuasive, Bruce Lang. I've heard that. Which is why none of my field operatives have ever seen my face or know me as anything but the colonel. You traced the weapons. Pugsley, that little weed. He had no choice. And neither do I. The man is dead. I wouldn't weep for him. But you are in no position to carry out vendettas. And that is where you are wrong. Crime suffered from a manpower shortage, just like everyone else did, Red Panda. And you put the best and the brightest of your city's underworld behind bars or in the ground. You created a power vacuum, and victory provided the workforce. That's it. <clears throat> These boys have been through things you can't imagine, you worm. They came back to a world they thought they'd never live to see, and some of them didn't know how to deal with it, didn't know how to fit in. And you were right there to turn them bad and make a buck off their misery. Turn them bad? <laughs> My dear Miss Squirrel, all I did was restore the natural order of things. These men might have been good soldiers, but they could never have been regular Joes. Dead-eyed, happy worker bees. All I did was restore these men to their place on the food chain. Crime is a force of nature. It's not a thing that you can defeat. Not if you lived a hundred lifetimes. And sadly, you will not. Boys? What the heck? Yes, you are surrounded. There are two dozen men on the catwalk above, each with a high-powered rifle that he is very good at using. Don't look so puzzled, Red Panda. Professor Zombie worked out a way to interfere with your mask lenses. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Zombie. You were one of her undead army of crime. Yes. You saved me. And now it will cost you everything. Squad, you may fire at will. What the heck was that? I think we both know. Get up there. Got it. My men. What have you done to my men? Don't look so surprised, Lang. All we have done is restore the natural order of things. <clears throat> well? Just what you'd expect, Big Daddy. A whole lot of commandos with a whole lot of broken noses who are a whole lot unconscious. Our ghost has struck again. Helen? Would you be a dear and send young Mr. Kelly into my office at something approaching light speed? Excellent. Oh, thank you. It's something different that I'm trying. Yeah, I don't like it either. Everybody's a critic. 
You wanted to see me, Chief? I did, and don't call me Chief. Did you see it? Did I see it? You mean your story? Yeah. It's the front page. Yes. Above the fold. I know. Of the daily newspaper, of which I am the acting editor thereof. So, of course you saw it. Of course I saw it. Crime commandos crushed by mass marvels. I could use another M word, but all in all, it ain't bad. I didn't actually write the headline. Of course not. I did. So why not have another M word? And have had to make the type smaller. Well, we can't have that. How's that for standing out in a crowded newsroom? Scooping every other reporter with the latest Red Panda thriller is a good start, kid. But you can't eat your lunch there. I don't understand that. It won't happen every day. In fact, I'm a whole lot curious how it happened this time. I guess I figured out that I have a few contacts on the police force after all. The police weren't there. Eventually they were, and I got the call when they did. <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> I didn't see you there. Were you there? Did I say that I was? Listen, Chief, this is all good stuff. And we were the only paper that made the morning edition with it. Yes, you're very smart. Shut up a minute. Yes, ma'am. What's curious to me is that I had you on another completely different assignment. The ghost thing? Oh, come on, Chief. This is real, actual news. The two issues are unrelated. Where is my report? Mrs. Baxter, there's just nothing much to tell. I've been through all the records looking for a pattern, and there isn't one. <laughs> That's funny, because Inspector Parker says that he pointed you in the direction of some crackerjack stuff. You know Inspector Parker? Think, Harry. He told you I did when he told you he'd done some digging on you for me. But how did you know he said that? Because I know everything, Harry Kelly. I know everything! Why can you not get that comparatively simple fact through that delightful coconut of yours? Mrs. Baxter... It's a lot of nonsense. Stacked end to end, it doesn't even amount to an urban legend. Once upon a time, that's what they said about the Red Panda. Yeah, but... And another thing. Whoever this contact on the force is, they let you down. They did? Your ghost was there last night, too. If you'd known that, you could have written a sidebar from your research notes and crowded every other reporter off the front page. Why would people care about a rumor when there were real-life heroes there? Because people are funny. They want what's new. They want what's next. Sells papers. Yes, ma'am. I mean, you did good. Just, there's a way to think like a shark, you know? Editor Pearlie will be back soon, and he likes that kind of hustle. Yes, ma'am. I won't forget. You better not. You're on the crime beat as of ten minutes ago. I am? Oh, boy. You won't regret this, Chief. All right, all right. This is a newspaper, you know. Go find me some news. Yes, ma'am. And close that door, would you? Oh, hello, sailor. How are tricks? What? Well, same thing I was wearing when I left the house. Why do you... Oh, wait. I get it. Listen, you're adorable when you're frisky, but we have a little problem. And his name is Harry Kelly. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! Charles Pugsley and Bruce Lang are Kickstarter backers of the Red Panda Fullcast video comic project, 
and had their names appear in this episode of the Red Panda Adventures as a reward for their extraordinary support. Thank you both. The Red Panda Adventures, episode 109, The Ghost, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Brian Vaughn, Peter Nichol, Christopher Mott, Scott Moyle, Clarissa Donetta Landon, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>